Hey there. Before we start this episode of Jackson Film Club, the podcast, we wanted to let you know that if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can make a one-time donation using Venmo at JXN Film Club, or you have the option to make uh, recurring donations by visiting our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash JXN Film Club. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to another episode of Jackson Film Club, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Grafe. And I'm Michael Lamb. Today, we're sitting down for another top 20, this time with Christina Spann. Hello, Christina. Hey, Christina. Hi, how are y'all? Really good. Good. Also joining us as a guest will be Mary Heath. Hey, Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. Mary is a returning guest. Uh, But, so y'all already know her. It's not about Mary. Before (laughs) we get going too far. uh, Christina. Yes. Uh, I have known you for like a, a short period of time. But like, I feel like I have been your like Instagram friend for a long time, like longer. The, that's true. I think we were both just kind of feeling each other out. Yeah, for the, sure. Well, you were also just like so bathed in the light of fame. I, know. Uh, I just couldn't approach you. I know. It was really hard um, to be like famous <laughs> for that summer of the pandemic. <laughs> Um, I didn't know singing out of the roof of my car would cause a um, global phenomena. So, <laughs> Christina, you mentioned that this is uh, this is kind of your go-to, here's a fun thing about me. Yes. So, like, in school, when, like, in grad school, they still make you introduce yourself. And so, they're like, can you tell us a fun fact? And I'm like, I was on CNN for singing out of the roof of my car <laughs> wow. during the pandemic. <laughs> Uh, that was a fun time for me because I first got to see all, a lot of my friends, especially around yeah, Bellhaven. Yeah. They all posted stories of you going around singing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was on the news. Yeah, and, it was wild. Uh, truly wild. Like I woke up the next morning after I did that with um, the news in Nextdoor, like contacting me via Nextdoor app, like in my <laughs> messages. And I was like, uh yeah sure whatever and then like I was like next door's like neighbor of the month <laughs> which wow this is like um, the only positive next door content exactly. I've ever heard and then, then they named me like the next door like I'm one of the people on next door that has to like go through and delete mean comments like that's one of my little jobs what oh, so you're kind of a moderator I'm a little moderator on next door. <laughs> Insane. And then I send the welcome notes. <laughs> it's truly like I have no idea. <laughs> I take it very seriously. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they appreciate you. Yeah. Especially your neighbors. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, what else do you want the the, the rest of Jackson and, and the, the podcasting world to know about who Christina is? Um, I love to make people laugh and I... I am studying to be a therapist and I'm almost done. And um, yeah, I just, I love my city. I love yeah. Jackson. So. Excellent. Well, we're super happy to have you on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was very glad when you agreed to give me your top 20 list. I know. And I was even more glad uh, when I saw some of the movies on it. I'm excited about our, our conversation tonight. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get us started, um, 
You actually have a couple honorable mentions before we get right into your, your top 20. Yeah, you wanna- so Monster is an honorable mention for me. Um, I watched it with my aunt and I was very young, but um, she was like, this is a movie that you need to watch because Charlize Theron is in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember not understanding how they can make her look so ugly <laughs> in that movie. And I was like, does, does this lady really look like this? And my aunt was like, no, it's just makeup. And I was like, no, like <laughs> there's no way. Like, and she showed me like a picture of her and I was like, not the same lady. Um, yeah, that's 2003 Charlize yeah, Theron. Like, yeah. that, I feel like that's hard to make yeah, her look it like. Was, yeah. it, was, uh, it, was in, it was a, it's where I learned that movie taught me honestly to be aware of my surroundings because mm. she was in a bad situation that led her to do bad things to people as like revenge of being like a sex worker. So, um, and then it showed me like makeup does like miracles or (laughs) nightmares, you know? And like, yeah. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. (laughs) But, um, and then School of Rock is honestly. Oh, School of Rock was your number two. Oh, yeah. Well, forget that. Honorable (laughs) mention is Monster. The next one would be Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Yeah, sorry. I jumped the gun a little. Um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Which is another link later. Um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I read the book first. And it is about um, a mom who kind of, she's like not like in with all like the cool moms. She is like an architect that kind of lost her way. Um, and lost her like inspiration and they have a daughter and she's married. Her husband is like a high up in like Google, works mm-hmm. for Google. And um, the daughter is about to leave for boarding school and her, she wants like as a gift for her for like passing her classes to go to Antarctica and what the hell, you know, like who does that? So um, she convinces her family that she needs to go. And um, Bernadette, the mom, has kind of like a nervous breakdown a little bit because uh, the moms at the school are kind of like really hard on her. Like they make fun of her for not really being involved and they kind of like ice her out. Hmm. And um, she actually leaves way before her daughter and husband leave to go to Antarctica and like didn't tell anybody where she went. So Oh, where'd you go? Exactly. (laughs) I wonder if that is probably probably not. That's a dumb idea. What's that? I was gonna say maybe that's where they got the title, but yeah. There's a joke. You you read the book first? I read the book first. Would you do would you say the book is better than the movie? I would say the book follows to T. Like the movie follows to T the book. Like there's, they don't leave anything out from the book. That's pretty rare for an yeah, adaptation. It's, yeah. Okay. They leave nothing out. So I'm a big fan of Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I, I love Kate Blanchett, and it is it is on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a a fun watch. Like I'm um, who else is in it? Uh, Kristen Wiggs in it. Um, mm-hmm. and she. She plays like a very like stuck up mom, and that's really funny because it's Kristen Wiig, 
And um Oh yeah, Johannes Johannesson is on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll That's love it. <laughs> Isn't that a composer? No. Uh, <laughs> That's Johan Johansson. Yes, that is Johan Johansson. Yeah. This is Johannes Johannesson. Johannes. <laughs> yes, Johannes Johannesson. <laughs> um, uh, okay, next. All right. American Animals. Okay, y'all. This movie is a freaking true story. These kids, they're in college. They um, decide that they want to do something crazy, something cool, like something that's never been done before. Like, let's make our mark. So they go into the school's library, and it's like there's a little art exhibit within the library, and it's of these, like, rare birds, right? Mm -hmm. And their goal is to just steal the artwork, just steal it. They, like— Find buyers for it. They have. They come up with this plan. They dress up as like old people. Um, that ended up not working out. So it's like a high school heist movie. No, it's college. It's the there's a college. They're in college, but yeah, it's a heist. It's a heist, and um, <laughs> they. It's not funny, but there's a a woman who is like the curator of this little art exhibit within the larger library. Mm-hmm. And she is the one that you set up tours with. And she's like, you know, thinking that they just want a lovely tour of these this artwork, these <laughs> birds. <laughs> they like push her down. <laughs> poor woman. It's so sad. Like she, and like they made her face the ground. I can't remember. I think they have... Weapons, I think, I don't know. But she ends up like peeing on herself because she's oh so nervous. And like one of the guys was like, I'm not going to hurt. Just do as I say. I'm not going to hurt you. We just need the art. <laughs> and it was like so botched, like not thought out. Like they were found like immediately, like <laughs> immediately. And um, they, um, I, after I watched the movie, I looked them up and I like sent them um, messages on Instagram saying like, <laughs> love the movie. What the hell? <laughs> Did any of them and respond? Only one responded and he was like, I really appreciate you watching the movie. Um, and I was like, yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb <laughs> as hell. Like, And they actually um, interviewed like the real people at the end of the movie. So you got to hear from like the librarian who wet herself and like, she was just like, I, that has just never happened before. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> it's like bank robber stakes. Yeah, it really was like truly, <laughs> like I could just, I, where I go to school, I go to MC and like they have like, I think all libraries have like little like, oh, come look at this. Like, yeah, some kind of gallery. I, or- yeah, like little gallery. And that's the word, not like, hey, come look at this. <laughs> um, and like, I just imagine that happening at MC. <laughs> <laughs> and like, damn. But yeah, it was, uh, I love, I realized like I really like a good heist movie. And, um, but I really appreciated that movie because it shows that like, we make people make mistakes mm-hmm. like in thought 
planning and execution. And they really like made a, lots of mistakes. Um, well, you go to college to make mistakes. Exactly, exactly. Um, Knives Out, great movie. Um, this is I, number 19. Number ni- 18, 19, 19, 18. Oh, you should refresh your list. Okay. I, I added the... Oh, thank you. The, the, okay. The request to change. Have y'all seen Knives Out? Yes. I think it's on a lot of our lists. We've talked yeah. about it a good bit, so we, we just yeah. want to hear your thoughts on it. I loved it. Yeah. I love... Okay, so I'm not going to say it reminded me of my family and their BS, <laughs> but... I get that. It reminded me of my family and their BS. <laughs> because, like, when, God forbid, but he is 80, my grandfather passes away, <laughs> it's going to be, like, a shit show. Knives <laughs> like, out. I feel like my family is just hanging on to a thread, waiting for him to pass away. So, like, literally, like... They're cutting our necks. Like, they're coming for us. Um, but I I loved how um, the scene, like, the the house, like, it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the grandmother who, like, really knew all along. The one in the wheelchair. The one in the it wheelchair. So creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed, like, um, my favorite shot was the very end mm-hmm. when she's drinking that coffee and she's standing at the top on the balcony and they all realize, like, we've done everything that we could to, like, keep the money in the family and now it's going to the nurse and they all look at her and she's just like, yeah, this is my house, my, my house. rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it is so like beautiful. And I don't know who that will be in my family to do that. <laughs> you should just go ahead and buy the mug. Yeah, exactly. buy the mug. <laughs> exactly. I need Have to buy the mug. Um, but I'm like really concerned that if a nurse ever gets involved with the health care, like of my grandparents, like I'm, I'm going to make sure she's awful. You know, <laughs> like you're not, you're not getting anything of ours. <laughs> So who is your favorite performance in the movie? Um, honestly, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's great. <laughs> so good. She's so good. And like she um, is someone who like, she kind of reminded me of my mom who just kind of like doesn't really have, like kind of has all of her shit together. Not enough time for like play. Like she's just like mm-hmm. very like, um, and kind of tries to take care of everything. Um, and then she still, after all of that, doesn't get anything. Um, but I felt for her because of her husband and the way that she found out was just, he sucked. He sucked really bad. Um, but yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was like my favorite performance, my favorite performer in that movie. Hmm. Yeah. I loved, I loved Chris Evans, but. I mean, I loved big, his big sweater. Arm, yeah, arm, his his sweater was freaking amazing. It's so yeah, good. it was looks so cozy. Mm. Mm. And Tony Collette for a murder. Tony Collette yeah. is one of my for favorites. She was so sure. easy to hate. And okay, so the medicine, like the Toradol and the morphine. Mm. Mm-hmm. My mom's a pharmacist, and so like I've grown up around like knowing like what medicines look like and what like pills and stuff like that. So it was. It was very interesting because you could tell, like, yes, 
one drug is cloudier than the other, even if you switch the labels, like you'll still be able to know and like how she like knew even without reading the labels, which one was what. And so I just thought that that was an interesting like um, way to like look at that because yeah, that is, that happens. And like, she still was able to pick up the right, the right drug. So, so what I'm hearing is you're really prepared for this scenario. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Knives Out was just a prophecy. Exactly. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, well, if you're ready to talk about number 18. Little Miss Sunshine. I need to rewatch this one. Uh, especially with Paul Nano being famous now. It is. He should have always been famous. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. Um. I love a good dysfunctional family movie, as you can see. I think that's like a little (laughs) theme in my stuff. Um, But that movie was about sticking together, self-confidence, mental health, uh, death, Mm. and a performance. (laughs) They go through it all. They go through it all in that Volkswagen van. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And some seedy looking hotels. And some seedy looking hotels. And she's and a still. Brief stay at a hospital. Yes, brief stay at a hospital, grandfather on top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that. <laughs> Cross state lines. They did what they had to do. They did not want to leave grandpa. Um, the colorblind thing. Like, can you imagine like your whole life? You broke like, my heart. I'm going to be a pilot. And then the uncle in the back who literally y'all just picked up, like he just, he wasn't even, he didn't even want to be on earth, like tells you like you, you're colorblind. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, can't. You, you dream like, is dead. Right. And it's like, you're telling me, like I'm having to find out from you. No one's told him before <laughs> his no, whole life. Yeah, his whole life. And then he had to wait for the uncle, Steve Cornell, who is like devastated to even be on earth. And, and he dressed just, like John Lennon the whole time. The whole time. They have him in this this white set. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this is cute. <laughs> This white linen <laughs> set, um, oh, which um, is very, I, I just, that part was dead. Like when he got out of the car and just screamed and I mm-hmm. like heard it around the world. But mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah. I, you, I cried. I cried when, um, is it Abigail Breslin? Yeah. 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 When she got on that stage and she like gave it her all. And she was so confident. So, I, and like, okay, I I did little pageants when I was little. Don't really remember it, but I remember I I got a few crowns. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not, not gonna brag, but I got a few. Ooh, little humble flex. Few <laughs> crowns. Um, but I hated it. Apparently, yeah. I I hated it. So, um, but I'm a big fan of toddlers and tiaras, the show on TLC, <laughs> and um. Oh my God, like the stuff these kids have to go through. Um, but seeing her like just up there being normal and just like being a kid, that was like, I, I cried during that scene for mm. sure. And like when the whole family gets up there with her, yeah, that was awesome. It's a great movie. 
It was a lovely movie. Yeah. That one's also on Mary's Top 20. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Argo. Now, I'm not really into history, but Ben Affleck had to save me from a hostage situation in Iran? (laughs) Like... Could you imagine being in Iran? I no, I couldn't I'll tell you that much. They say, "Yeah, you got to stay here. You're a hostage. <laughs> You're a hostage, or like, else. <laughs> like I can't go home. Hell no. Hell no. The paper shred scene when they have those kids taping. It was the- <laughs> Those wanted signs and those kids are like literally like with their little fingers like, yep, this is one. Yep, this is one. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh. And at the very like when the plane gets up in the air, like it really is like booty clinch the whole the whole movie. The <laughs> it whole freaking movie. Such a tense situation. It's so the tense whole time. and like um This one's a thriller. This is one that I haven't seen. Oh, you have to see it. It's not, it's like a historic, like the Iran hostage situation mm-hmm. in like 76. Do you know Something about this? Like have you seen this one, Sam? Yes. It's uh, on it Netflix, I think. Uh, um, it's on HBO Max. Okay. HBO Max. But one is, of the streaming services. I just, I just, that movie puts you. They do a good job of let making you feel what what it would be like mm-hmm. as a hostage. I would not survive. There's one scene where they like have them blindfolded, they line them up, they think they're about to be shot, and they just let off like blanks, mm-hmm. just like this psychological like messing with them, torture, I and don't I like just that. and I'm like I can't, I can't, <laughs> like I literally couldn't handle it, but. Ben Affleck saved, he saved them. And Thanks, I would, thank you, Ben. I would follow Ben <laughs> wherever Ben told me to go. I would literally follow. <laughs> so he he directed and starred in that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. He was real selfish with his time with that one. He's I like, feel like it's some of his better work. Yeah. All I think of is in The Good Place when Tahani references knowing Ben Affleck and you know, her real life on earth because mm. uh, she she made the, it's like a joke because she's like oh yeah Ben Affleck acts like he's serious like he and he's just turning a leaf over and he's like I'm, I'm directing Argo and then he turns right back around and he's like now I'm going to be the new Batman and then he has that phoenix tattoo oh my oh, god! Yeah, he does have yeah, it's the huge. back tattoos right and he's with J-Lo mm. the renaissance we all want it yeah exactly mm. Exactly. It's probably what we deserve, but I don't know that we really. I didn't know anybody here was invested. I'm so invested because honestly, Jennifer Garner deserves a like a treated better. Yes. So you liked Ben Affleck. I do like Ben Affleck, but like I can also respect that she deserved better in the situation. Feelings are complicated. They are. Michael, stop messing (laughs) with your mic. Yeah, we gotta. Sorry, can you all hear it? Yes. Yeah, we can hear it. <laughs> Everyone can. <laughs> My bad. Okay, this uh, Juno is next. It came out during the height of uh, 16 and Pregnant on MTV. 
I remember that. Remember that show? I saw an article recently. It's like, where are they now? Uh-huh. Like, they're doing- they, <laughs> Not 16 and pregnant anymore. They have like six kids now. Yeah. Like they just kept it going. Um, they, like, there is a statistic that came out that during the time of uh, 16 and pregnant and Gino, that teenage pregnancy rates went down and they blamed it on the show and the movie as like a good thing. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe bring it back. Not in Mississippi. They did not go down. Um, I like this movie because it just shows like the fear of like being a kid who's pregnant, mm-hmm. losing like your social life. And Jennifer Garner is in this movie. She deserved better in this movie too. She did. Because yeah. her husband was trying it with Juno. The child. The little high schooler. He tried, Jason Bateman's character. He, he was a real creep. He tried it. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's concerning how believable he was. I know. It was, it really, it really messed with me. It did. My favorite line from that movie is when her water breaks and she goes, Thundercats a go. I think my favorite is the the parents, Alice and Janney and yeah, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Yeah. The, like, first of all, it's just those two amazing actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the way that they treat Juno. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, Alice and Janney's the, the stepmom. So she's got the normal, like, right. the stepmom angst. Yeah. And she's just like, listen, I get that. Right. But here's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. going to have to deal with that. Exactly. Uh, and then her dad's like, well, you know, the right person's going to think the, the sun shines your eye, sun, right. sun, sun shines out of your ass. Um, yeah. Butcher that line. And um, <laughs> all babies want to be born. All babies all, want to be all born. All babies <laughs> want to be, and they have fingernails. Ooh, fingernails. And uh, the. Um, when she goes into the abortion clinic and the girl walking or working behind the desk was like, write down every sword, every score. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> every sword, every score. I used to teach sex ed to a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. And um, I would always say like, I need to know every sore and every score, <laughs> but I didn't. I just, <laughs> I just wanted, and I would always be like, I don't, I don't need to know. Like, <laughs> please don't tell me. Yeah, please don't tell me. Did they get the reference? No, oh. <laughs> they did not. But uncultured, uh, very uncultured. The music in that one's really good too. It's mm-hmm. really good music. Um, my brother and I really like that soundtrack of that movie. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, have y'all seen The Celloist? I have not. I looked as Joe Wright directed it. Mm -hmm. No clue. Okay, so it has um, Jamie Foxx and um, Robert Downey Jr. in it. it. Jamie Foxx has a mental illness and he also lives on Skid Row. You kind of learn a lot about uh, homelessness in LA, Mm. but he is a prodigy on the cello and Robert Downey Jr.'s character is a journalist and he's trying to write a story, finds Jamie Foxx and this incredible like um, talent that he has, Mm -hmm. but he's schizophrenic and um, he 
just struggles with like being on his meds, affording his meds and um, hearing things. And like, that is why he's homeless. Like he used to be just like, he played and at like all of these great stages. And, um, but because of his illness, he kind of, he lost his way. And so um, they not only do a good job of showcasing that, but also showcasing like Skid Row Mm -hmm. in LA. Um, and, um, how just like homeless people are treated and you don't know their story. Like you, you never know like their background. And this person was like a prodigy, uh, you know, a musician and just lost his way, but it's a beautiful movie. It's beautiful. Does it make you cry? Cause it sounds like it would make you cry. It, it does because it just shows like compassion and like Robert Downey Jr.'s character is just, he's he's kind of trying to understand the illness itself as well, like while also trying to get a deadline of a story and like it's hard to find him sometimes because he doesn't have a phone. He's not going to always be like in the same place, but like um, they, he finds, they find like compassion for each other. And, um, but yeah, it, it is a very like, Kleenex movie, for sure. <laughs> Sounds like one that, that I definitely need to watch. Yeah, you do. on Hulu. It's f- interesting that uh, so a number of Joe Wright films have appeared on other top 20 lists. Mm-hmm. This is the first mm-hmm. time that this one has. has oh, really? Up. And uh, I'm, I'm particularly interested in it because yeah. of uh, the, there's a church that I used to go to that was very involved. And one of the reasons that I, I stayed there long after I, I should have left was Calvary. because they were involved with the homeless. Like they actually would feed homeless people and provide uh, clothing and like mm-hmm. find tents and stuff for them and, right. and try to work with them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you're right. There's so many times where we just mm-hmm. don't even take the time to get to know, like, how did you end up here? Right. And <laughs> I used to- uh, it, it's amazing how much mental health, yeah, uh, it pops up in, in, sure. as a commonality yeah. in all their stories. Mm-hmm. I used to do this thing called share a meal mm. in Smith Park. So you'd bring like a meal to share. And um, that was like a cool way to like meet, like and figure mm-hmm. out like where they're from. Um, <clears throat> and I was working at like an after school care center at the time. And like uh, two of my kids like walked up needing food and I was like I had no idea you know what I mean so it's like that's heavy yeah so um I always uh well I'm like so like a proponent of mental health and like you just never know where people are you know you can literally be like just a one event away from being at your lowest point so um yeah it's one of those one of those movies Sorry, I didn't mean to make y'all cry. <laughs> Landline. <laughs> so that Solos was number 15. Mm-hmm. Landline is number 14. Is Landline based on a book? I'm not sure. Because I know I remember when I was really into reading in middle Didn't school, there sleep. was a popular book called Landline. I'm just curious because I've never heard of this movie. Well, it has Jenny Slate in it. And I love I, Jenny Slate. I love her so much. I will say her her book is really good, The Little Weirds. I have that book. Yeah, it's good. good I will say, though, her stand-up special wasn't that funny to me, but her, 
Um, Voice is Tammy on Bob's Burgers. Mm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Did you ever see Marcel, the show with yeah. shoes on? Yes. Oh, snap. I remember that. Yeah, it's That's good. Jenny Slate. Slate? Mm-hmm. That's Jenny Slate. This is a YouTube video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think oh, they wow. made the, I think they made a follow-up video to it. It was one of those like uh what is it? La- laughing Orange? What like the just really we or Barack the Rock. Like one of those like 2012 YouTube videos that yes. yeah, early yes. YouTube days. Very, yes. very like this is a viral video that is only going to live in your head, is that? Yeah. And then of course she was uh oh gosh, what's her face? Mona Lisa Saperstein. Yeah. Yeah. My only exposure Money to her things. is is Parks Money and Rec things. and Venom, which she was not given anything in Venom. I don't know why she was in that movie. She was she was much better than that movie. Don't oh, be and suspicious. she was don't be suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> um, but she was also on, S- <laughs> on SNL. Remember? And she got fired for saying the F word. Oh, Did she I get fired for saying the F word? There's yeah. so many other people who have said so much worse. Yeah, she got fired. And she dated Chris Evans. Yep, she did. Wow. Good that was yet. a good timeline. But Landline is about her and her sister. Mm. And they catch their dad cheating. And they... It, um, who else is in it? Uh, in the 90s? Mm-hmm. They caught him on the Landline? They caught him leaving the office. Awkward. <laughs> and Edie Falco is the mom. <laughs> And, you know, Edie Falco don't play no games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in any character that she has. Like, watching her in Impeachment play Hillary Clinton. Perfect role for her. (laughs) Like, she was made to play the woman scorned by Bill Clinton. Um, But it's just, like, a fun fun movie. And... um, Oh, my gosh. It's got John Turturro. (laughs) Turturro. And... I messaged the sister, Abby, on Instagram. I always, like, try to find, like, the most, like, seemingly, like, unassuming person because I'm, like, they'll respond to me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) one movie I watched recently and I um, was watching the credits and I like the costumes in the movie and I was like costume designer and I found it and I like messaged her on it and I was like really love the outfits in that movie did you get a response yeah, back she said oh thank you God. what but movie was it do you remember I can't remember I really can't remember but I was like she responded like <laughs> But like she didn't have like a verified check mark or anything. Like she's just like, oh, uh, well then, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but Why would you even waste your time messaging her? <laughs> um, and then I also look for in credits craft services, like who provided the mm. food on the set. That's like one of my favorite things. I was watching for. this movie and it just looked like the actors were eating really well. So I just wanted to congratulate you. Like, great job. <laughs> 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 Doing the Lord's work. Exactly. Thanks for feeding them. Um, but um, yeah, Abby, the sister, she messaged me back and she was like, I'm so glad that you could relate to that character that I played. Um, and she was in this movie called Radium Girls. I don't know if y'all, it's on Netflix, but it's about the women who made the the clocks. Yeah. And that glow in the dark paint and like they would... uh lick the paintbrush and it caused them to be sick. Yeah. And they didn't, like, the doctors didn't tell them, like, or the 
boss says knew that this had a potential to harm them. And they what? didn't tell them. Boss is withholding that yeah. kind of information. And, um, like, it's never happened before. It's never happened before, but like her her jaw starts falling out. Because what? of the ra- radium <laughs> poisoning. And um, at the end of the movie, they say if you um, take, if you go to the gravesite of these women and had like a radiation detector, like you could still you can, test, like you can oh. it still test for mm. radiation. Yeah. It's jaw dropping. <laughs> like uh, other jaw. interesting facts about Abby Quinn. Uh, she is an actress. <laughs> she she was in Little Women, and yes, her yes. her she uh, was in one of the little. There's so many Little Women movies. Her biography on Letterboxd <laughs> literally just says Abby Quinn is an actress. That's all period. it says. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does a great job. Good job, Abby. If good job. I know you're listening, and we just want you to know you did a good job. Podcast. Thanks for responding to Christina. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christina has made contact with her. I've you can made, send her this episode. I've made contact with her, <laughs> and also it's funny. A friend of mine is a producer in um, in LA, and. He, she's apparently trying to sing like everyone else. And he like posted a picture of her and I was like, oh my God, how are you working with Abby? And he was like, how do you know Abby? And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Landline? Radium Girls? And he was like, doesn't ring a bell. Right? <laughs> and so he was like, I was like, please tell her I said hi. And he was like, she says hello. And I was like, yeah, tell her I, I was the girl that messaged her that time. <laughs> Remind her how she Remind was. Reminder. It was, it, I want her to know it was, it was me. me. <laughs> I want her to know it was me. Oh, just a real Lady Olena moment. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next is The Orphan. This is my favorite scary movie of all time because... Is this the only scary movie that's on here? Um, Yeah, it is. It is. Unless you count that scene in Matilda, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. The Orphan is so interesting because they adopt this little girl from, I'm pretty sure, Russia. And she's not actually a little girl. She is a really? grown, a grown ass woman. I've heard that's there that has happened in real yeah, life. Yeah, it's I happened in know. real life. That's, yeah. Oh. And um, she she's trying to kill the whole family and uh, get with a dad. You know how that yes. goes. Um, as one does. As one does. Know. As one does. Like they they literally go to the orphanage. They find her. You know. And once they realize, like, okay, this is. What what's wrong with her? Like she pushes this the sister, the younger sister is deaf, and um she like pushes her out of the a tree house. Like she's just like bullying the the siblings to like a very extreme extent. Like she kills a bird. Mm. She was like, I don't want it to suffer. And it was just like, what? Like why, was, why yeah. do birds always die in horror movies? Yeah. It, I mean it's and it's it's, it's an, an omen. A snow it's snowy, so all you just see is just like red bird blood. Like she she did it. And um they go to the hospital um because she put she like hurts the brother somehow. And they have to go to the hospital. And the mom is like fed up. She's like, you are scary. Like, I can't handle you anymore. And like, she grabs her by the arm, like, you know, in a motherly but stern way. And is like, you need to stop. And 
she is like um, detained by the doctors in the hospital because she's just like irate. It's so always they, the mom that's on. So that they give her a shot, and she's like, <laughs> but <laughs> um, oh, and um, she, <laughs> um, the orphan, the girl goes. She gets home, and she breaks her own arm Yikes. to to like show that the like uh-uh. trying to show Mm-mm. that like the mom like Mm-mm. grabbed her arm too tight. Mm-hmm. She didn't. But what? the fact that she breaks her own arm is just like you are like I love it. Like you were <laughs> you went the distance for Demented. that. Um and um they find out that she's actually like 34, not 7. Um she's just little for her age, for her um and she's a scammer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I dedicated just, to the job. <laughs> that bitch scammed. <laughs> and she's trying to get with a husband. In mm. like another scene where the dad is Wait, like put in the situation. She's trying to get with Peter Sarsgaard? Uh huh. And he goes, Is that not to your the taste? The from the Batman cringe? She literally was like, do you want, do you want me? And he was like, wait, what are you saying to me? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> like, because I was like, please, 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 please. She's seven, like, you still think she's like a seven or eight year old? Kind of. Me? And he was like, get what? Like, he was like half asleep and she's like, do you want me? Like, and it was just like, what? <laughs> But great That's movie. That's the actual horror. I was yeah. going to say this. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. There is, there is, there is one horrible scene where I won't spoil it too much, but the little girl is deaf and she removes, the orphan removes her hearing aids and just walks away. Mm. <laughs> and now like, she's even more deaf. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah. Like just like take some, like. I mean, if you have like a presumably seven-year-old child asking the father, do you want me in the house? I would like to be dead. Exactly. Like literally, like she just, and it was so sad because the little girl was like, she was terrified of her. She knew something wasn't right. So when she snatched those head, like those hearing aids. cochlear implants? Yeah. Well, no, no, they were hearing aids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> everyone go watch. It's like my favorite horror movie. It's like one that I can. I usually can't watch scary movies by myself. But I can. I can watch that movie alone and be like, "Yes, next, next scene, <laughs> next scene." <laughs> Keep it coming. Right. Okay, where the wild things are. Did y'all ever read the book? Yes, Good. I've read not. the book, but not seen the movie. The movie's strange. I will say it's a more of an art piece. Um, it's Spike Jones. It's an art piece. Like I, I went and saw it in college with my friends and I was like, oh my God, wasn't well, that so great? And they're like, Christina, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, You're, y'all are just like on a different level than me. But like <laughs> in my head, I was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. But, um, you know, Max gets gets in a fight with his mom and he just goes into like, uh, he, bas- he disassociates, okay? Like he's like, I'm going into my own world. And I think we've all been in that place where it's like you're upset with your parents when you're little, they don't understand you and you just like 
sit in your room and wish that you were someplace else. And um, yeah, it was just like a great, one of those movies just like, yeah, you you have to escape sometimes and mm. that's okay. I didn't like, I don't like in the book and in the movie how she sends him to his room with no dinner. I think that's very neglectful. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you're a horrible mom. <laughs> like, I hate that as like a form of a punishment. punishment like, the- how, how dare you? Like, okay. Like you still get to eat. Okay. <laughs> so, but at the end, like the food's still waiting at the, like she, she gives it to him eventually, but like. I just think that's a little bit a CPS worthy, you know. Yeah, that's uh. So this is one where I've tried to watch it a couple of times, and, and every like, time I've just like fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you fall asleep during a lot of good movies, Michael. Um, it's like a fever dream movie, though. Well, well, what was what Loving Vincent? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I did rent that one, so I watched it again. Okay. Um, oh I yeah. Was, for the, um, the audience, Michael actually does not fall asleep during a lot of good movies, but I can't resist I watch, a good I watch jive. more movies than I fall asleep during. So. Do you watch movies as you go to sleep? Like not normally? Often. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I like to listen to a white noise thing. So, uh, but I do remember the, the soundtrack for this one. Shh. Very good. Does that make you want to go to sleep? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Michael, wake up. <laughs> I listen to uh, Crashing Waves. Ooh. Yeah. I use Endo. It's a sound generator. I use Alexa. Mm. Also generates sound. Right. And I know that bitch can hear me. And sometimes oh, she's she, ignores, she ignores the hell out of me. I'm like, Alexa, <laughs> waves. And she's like, playing, wait. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that not what you want her to do? She'll play like a song. Oh. Called waves. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Good uh, hair. So we're at number 11. Good hair is a movie I think all white people should watch if you want to understand black women and their hair process. Noted. It breaks it all the way down from like perms, like natural hair, how the pro, like going to the beauty salon, how we protect our hair. And it's just a really good movie of, and it's funny because obviously Chris is, <laughs> he's like the narrator, Chris Rock. And, um, but like it, it is so honest and true. And like he interviews people who, I mean, getting a hair weave, it's like $2,000. Mm-hmm. Like, and I used to be that person that's like, okay, got to get my hair done, going to the salon. I got to spend $400 just on the hair and then like $400 just to get someone to put it in my head. And doesn't it take a long time? And it takes forever. That's the dedication that like I admire because I... So uh, maybe like four years ago, I said enough, (laughs) enough. And uh, I just, I, I haven't gone to the salon in that long. And yeah, I just wear my wigs or my headscarf or my natural hair. But yeah, great movie if you want to understand the trials and tribulations of black hair. <laughs> the it's only an hour and a half. The it's got Maya Angelou. She, yeah, she's she, in there. Briefly. She's in a good bit. Mm-hmm. Well, she's in there talking about like um, the beauty of black hair. Like, mm. yeah, she is interviewed. That's cool. 
I love a short movie. Yeah. Okay. Number 10 or yeah. Florida Project. Have y'all seen it? I have seen this one. I haven't. I think I'm the only other one who has seen this. It's literally been on my Netflix list for like two years. And every time I'm about to watch it, I'm like, I just don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, a, I wouldn't say it's a tough movie to watch, but it is like, it's interesting. It was hard for, it It was was too easy for me to connect to it. Yeah. Because I grew up white trash. Okay. Uh, But then also like the children are children and to just yes. see them be children. Be it's like, children living in a motel. Like, okay, I get, I get that. Yeah. And then, oof, that end. Well, don't say uh, it. Don't say it. That's why I don't want to watch it though. Well, every time I see the trailer, I'm like, I don't want to see these little kids in terrible situations. Well, it's not a bad ending. Yeah, it's but not it a is, bad ending. It is a, it's a, it's a tough ending. Yeah. It's an ending that is an ending for a lot of people who are doing the best they can or yeah. think they're doing the best they can. And But there's an actual... There is an actual real motel in mm-hmm. California. I think I watched a documentary about that. And they like work in Disneyland, but they just can't afford to live anywhere else. So they live in this like motel weekly and very similar to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a stand-up performance for Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Love Willem. Um next. Gosh. Hercules. What a classic. A clap and like, okay, my dad passed away when I was six years old, but this was like one of the movies he took us to in the theaters, like one of the last movies. And Zero to Hero, like that is it's a great, great movie. Um such good music. Yeah, such great music. Um, have y'all seen Hercules at I least? I have not. It's like one of the anime movies that I missed Whoa. when I was a kid. Did you say anime? Animated. Oh, I was about to say, wow, <laughs> yeah. you're really off base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Hercules yeah. growing up. Yeah. That was, uh, that was one that, for whatever reason, they showed um, in like eighth grade history or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We were covering Greek oh. mythology. A totally <laughs> accurate story. Right. Yeah. Like, here. Oh, the, the thing is, uh, uh, that what was a the day that the substitute teacher was there. Okay. Was, so the, the real teacher is like, we're going to phone it in. <laughs> I like the line in the song, he's the nicest guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just every single time I listen to it, I'm like, I had to catch that yeah. moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hustlers. Have you seen that one? I want to because okay. I, I want to see. Yeah. It's a great, I don't want to spoil it because it's so good, but like they, they take, they take the men, the men down, you know, another, another sex worker on top movie. Well, and that, like, this is the thing that J-Lo like got snubbed uh-huh. basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I really want to see because I want to see her performance. Yeah. She does a good job because- oh, This was that Hulu one. J-Lo is not a singer. Mm-hmm. She's a dancer. Is she not? I mean, she sings, but she's not a singer. Like she oh. should not be known for singing. She's a she's a dancer. And so to watch her dance, and I, I think she's a better actress than a singer. But yeah, she does a lot of rom-coms. So this was cool to see. I think Wedding Planner is my only J-Lo movie. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's when it's I was a like a one. child. I don't think I have many. Anaconda. 
and ants. <laughs> ants should never get mentioned. Wait, Shayla is an ant? <laughs> she is. I had no idea. A bug's life ripoff. <laughs> I know, really. Well, they came out the same year. It's, that's why it's a bug's life ripoff. It's like discount bugs. Well, they, yeah, they were pro- independent projects. <clears throat> no, you can't it's just convince no. me that someone didn't like break in and like <sighs> and they're the like, studios that's a good idea. like, you know what? I can do a movie a little bit better <laughs> or a little <laughs> bit worse. <laughs> I'm gonna call it ants, <laughs> and it's just gonna be about ants <laughs> and nothing else. Do you know how hard ants have to work? Yeah, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> That is literally what somebody did. There's like 90 minutes of right. it. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that one is more like class conscious. Not, we're not, we're <laughs> supposed to be talking about hustlers, not ants. But, <laughs> but, but everyone go watch ants <laughs> in a bug's life and compare. See the ripoff. See J-Lo's performance. In it's, like, uh, it's like Polo and U.S. Polo as- Association. That's like how, it, like the knockoff. <laughs> That's how it is. Um, Man, okay. Hustlers is your number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're finally getting back to movies that I've seen. You've seen Booksmart? I have. Did you like it? I loved Booksmart. I can um, watch it over and over again. But Wasn't this yeah. Olivia Wilde's yeah. first movie? Yes, it's her first movie, but I cannot watch the scene where they fight. Like I have to fast Mm-mm. forward because it's just, it, it breaks my heart. Real. Because the way that they, they film it is like no one's paying attention, but it's almost like a flash mob of everyone starting to pay attention and they get their phones out and it's like, oh no, you know? Um, it makes me want to hide under yeah, a blanket yeah. like every time. Yeah. Um, and the, um, it was just fun. Like when you realize like, well, we work so hard and let's just live it up. And I think one of the best scenes is when she thinks like the kids that don't give a damn, like didn't get into schools and they like actually get into. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how it was for me going to St. Andrews. Like there were kids that just like goofed off and then it was like, oh, you're going to Yale? Wow. I didn't even know you had parents. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, it's humbling. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the movie that a lot of like smart kids in high school that yeah. commit themselves to academics need to watch a right. little bit. Yeah. Like, there's more to life. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. The, I mean, the, uh, here's another movie where you've, you've picked uh, one that's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. This is one that like I went on Spotify. I was like, somebody has got to have made a, 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 uh-huh. a, a master playlist and they have. And it, it takes a lot for me to mm-hmm. like look something up on Spotify right. because I hate searching on Spotify. <laughs> And I love their outfits in that movie. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of a coverall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that like a jumpsuit? Yeah. But they like, yeah. And I love just like an overall. Just, I don't, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. But when they change into their, their hot girl outfits, cause they have the cool English teacher. What's that comedian's name? Um, um, Jessica Williams. Yes. Have y'all seen her stuff? I have not. Um, she's great, but she's the, she's the English teacher mm-hmm. in the movie. And, um, but she 
she meets them and gives them the clothes to look cute. And I was like, everyone deserves a teacher that cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, her character. I didn't know that she was a comedian. Um, yeah. Check, search her on Netflix. She has a show. Oh gosh. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's a, it's a really good show about her being a writer and dating and yeah. Uh, Jessica James. Williams. Uh, the, well, the incredible Jessica James, I think is the name of the show. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Sorry. No worries. Okay. Four good days. Y'all. Addiction. Mila Kunis plays someone who's addicted to heroin. Glenn Close is her mom. And the premise is she is trying to get clean and she comes home and Glenn Close hasn't seen her in ages. And um, she didn't want her to come back and like come inside because she was like, you're so high. I can tell blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know how they did this, but. Mila has no teeth in this movie because mm. she's lost it to drugs. And so the reason why it's called Four Good Days is um, she there's a rehab facility that is going to be available in four days of her, like, coming back home. And so it's all about Glenn Close's character, the mom, trying to, like— help her stay clean for those four days. And um, you find out that she has kids and you find out that she has like a husband who tried his best. And um, it's just like a really like good movie of how like addiction can affect, like it shows like not just how addiction affects the addict, but also the family. Um, And like how it is sometimes like, yeah, like working in mental health, you do see like, yeah, we don't have a bed for like two weeks. Can you last that long? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like life or death, you know? Um, and so that's, it's just a, a really good movie on her getting like the help that she needs and like about, you know, how relapse happens, backsliding happens. And you just, sometimes you just get tired of it. The family is just like, I can't, like if you don't want to help yourself, I can't help you. But yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's on Hulu. There's uh, a lot of people who have that mindset. So mm-hmm. You just can't support an addict. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It sounds like a heartbreaking story. Yeah, I'm adding that to my list because I, I remember seeing the trailer mm-hmm. for it at some point and then just like losing track yeah. of it. Yeah. But. Like she has her hand over her mouth when she like comes home and Glenn Close is like, why is your hand over your mouth? And she like moves her hand and she's like, good God. And like it's just like <laughs> g- gums. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Whoever did the makeup for Monster, did yeah, the makeup, the makeup yeah, right. And like Glenn, Glenn's character could not stand it, like could not, and like gets her some new teeth, honey. Like mm. she gets some dentures for her. That's love, right there. Um, Ingrid Goes West. Have you seen it? Yes, <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> I need to see it. I love Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> it is Aubrey Plaza. At her best. <laughs> At her best. Like, unhinged. She's already an unhinged person. She is. And she got to play, like, this unhinged, like, stalker-type mm-hmm. character um, who follows, like, an Instagram influencer all the way to California. Love it. Who happens to be the Olsen 
what Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Ice Cube's son is in there. Uh, he's a landlord, and uh, he's a little sweetie. But she's psychotic in this. Like she wants to be Elizabeth. Like you, character. you think it won't get worse, but and then it it gets, it gets worse. worse. The scene where she steal steals the dog. They put the reward posters up, mm-hmm. and then she brings the dog. Genius way to make a friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was smart about it until she wasn't. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, she's unhinged. It's it's amazing. It's a great movie. Okay, number four. I'm wearing this sweatshirt to prove how much I love this movie. Oh, wow. You really are. Troop Beverly Hills. Has anyone seen Never yes. heard of this. Okay. This movie feels like a fever dream from my childhood. Uh, yeah. It did for me too. Um, until like, I uh, like had like a core memory of it. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that movie this about exists. the rich Girl Scouts. Yeah. Like it is so good. They Shelly Long is the mom slash Girl Scout leader, and she's going through a divorce. And they're a, a Girl Scout troop out of Beverly Hills, and they don't do the same stuff as like regular Girl Scouts do. They go glamping instead of camping. They throw a concert to sell cookies. And they get the one black girl who is the Girl Scout to dress up as Tina Turner, whatever. But she like has like a little solo and it's like cookie time, cookie time. And like they sell all the cookies. Then they like go to a nursing home and they do the Freddy. Like there, it's just like so many like little like what the hell, but so good. Like it is such a good movie. At the end, they have to do like this major obstacle course. Against like the rival Girl Scouts who were really, really tough. Like they took Girl Scouting very like army. It was very regimented. <laughs> like yes. they didn't have fun. Like the, the troop leader, everything. Like, yeah. It's just... they, like, like it was off. Like they were mean. <laughs> they even wore like little red, like side berets. It was like, <laughs> ah, like what are who are y'all? <laughs> Not cute, whatever. Um, but they have the to fascist. like compete. Yeah, yeah. They have to compete, go in the woods, do these like obstacle courses. And I think my core one of my core memories is them coming out yes. and like being kind of grungy yes. with the mud and yes. like this. Yeah. Oh man. It's you have to watch it. Like it's a real feel good, like it is a feel good movie. If you're sad or bummed out. I feel like that's the perfect movie to just kind of raise your spirits. Yeah, it really, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah, hour 45 minutes. This is not, not too bad of a runtime. Okay. I, I really <laughs> care. <about laughs> judging the entire movie by the runtime. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, hour 45, yeah, it's probably like an 8 out of 10. That's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's okay. No, it'll keep you engaged that long. Yeah. It will. It really I, will. I was very excited when I saw this on your yeah. top 20. I was like, Oh my gosh. Because I feel like no one really knows it. Right. No one really knows it. Um, when I was dating Duncan, like this was I was like, you gotta watch this movie with me. And he is like, he bought it. And I was like, see, it's so good. And like he would quote it from time to time. He would always <laughs> be like, do the Freddy. And I hope he's somewhere doing the Freddy. <laughs> but anyway, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> he's not dead. Um, <laughs> But it's just, yeah, you have to watch that movie mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it. 
It's on my watch list. Yeah. We can watch it together. That'll I'd be our that. little date. It's only an hour 45, so it's pretty good. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Matilda. Okay, I love Danny DeVito. I have seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what were you going to say? that you, you called it like a horror film. Yeah, there's the just- choky. The choky. It's been literally 10 plus years since I've seen it, but- I just remember being, it's just a really unsettling movie. Like the way it's shot, it's just like slightly off. Like it's not just a mm-hmm. regular movie. It's just odd feeling. Yeah. But man, the the scene when she, uh, the kid gets locked in the cabinet. The ch- the choke. The chokey. Okay, yeah. That scared me. The cake eating scene is really unsettling. And then- Eat the, the cake, Bruce. When she sneaks into the, lady's house and is stuck in the house. Miss Trenchville. That is terrifying. It's so scary. Well. Yeah, imagine being a little girl in all of those situations. (laughs) Okay. It would be even (laughs) scarier. (laughs) I just got really scared. Um, The scene where she tosses that little girl by her pails doesn't scare you? I literally, those are, I remember the three scenes oh, that I just mentioned. Three scarring yeah. moments. Or um, the part where she reprimands students for learning. For learning. I also remember Danny DeVito turning back the mileage on a car. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like. Pretty baller. Move. Daddy, that's lying. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm big, you're little. Like, <laughs> and how the cops were staking them out. And Matilda was like, those are cops. And he's like, There's, they're boat sales. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> No, those are cops. <laughs> How do you know all this, Matilda? <laughs> and um, I would. I had a Miss Honey as a teacher. I mm. wanted her to like. I, I had a, a teacher like Miss Honey, and I wanted her to adopt me too. Like I was like, I can just go to my mom oh, and be like, sign the paper. <laughs> who, who is your Miss Honey? Her name was Miss Freiberger. She's German, but she was awesome. What like, grade were you? Second. It's so always it's the same, the, like the second grade, yeah. like early second grade. It was third grade for me, Miss Porto. Oh. And then again in sixth grade with Miss Comar. Yeah. Miss Freiberger has the been, well, my powerlifting and history perf- teacher in like high school also. But like Miss Freiberger, I would always, I would be like, always have the image of like hearing the sirens in the background and just be like, just sign the pink. <laughs> 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 Shout out to the teachers that are the yeah, Miss of the world. Exactly. Uh, I love this one because, I mean, I, first of all, I was adopted. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, my mom was my real mom, but my, my dad adopted me. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I had a special understanding of what it meant to be in a chosen family. Mm-hmm. But then I also really identified with Matilda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just as a person trying to learn and, and drive yourself with parents who are like, I don't understand anything that you're doing, but right. good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, it was a really fun story. Um, Yeah, I love that movie. And she makes pancakes with magic. Danny DeVito directed that? He did. <laughs> what? That, no wonder it's so weird. <laughs> I follow Mara Wilson on Twitter. Uh, hey, did you DM her? No. Oh, what are you doing? I could probably DM her. You could. You I could. Don't, I don't do want it right to. now. It's one of your favorite movies. I think you should be the one. <laughs> hey, we probably, just talk I'll, about your movie. Yeah, I guess I, I, I should be like, hey, listen to this podcast I talk about. <laughs> you want it? It's, uh, 
<laughs> it was on this girl's top 20 list. She bumped it from number two to number three. <laughs> So Maybe number, leave so that School point. of Rock could be ahead of Number two is School of Rock. Oh, my God. I feel like Wilson would understand. It's School yeah. of Rock. Yeah, it is School, School of Rock. Rock. Um, Jack Black and those kids <laughs> kill it. They didn't learn a damn thing about schoolwork <laughs> that whole time. But they learned so much about life. They learned about life and music and rock and roll. And um, what else is there? When, right, that's all you need to know. Um, and they're at a prep school similar to St. Andrews. So I was like, okay, I relate to this. Like the BS of like, why do I have to be learn all of this right now? And then like the always the cool teachers somehow got fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, But I loved the Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. concert and how everyone had a little part and like that little boy who was like I'm the costume designer and you <laughs> like oh love him um and you own your role Kate. own oh he owned his role and you know at the very beginning of the movie Jack Black jumps into the crowd and like nobody catches him and he just hits the ground but when he's with those kids <laughs> full circle full circle Beautiful. moment the parents are like finally into it because at first they were like, "What the hell? What are my, where are our kids?" And like the principal is like, "The kids are gone." The conversation when he like he's talking to them, like trying to defend what he's been doing. He's like, "I've touched your, your kids. kids, and they they've touched me." <laughs> and just like the parents' reaction right. shots. <laughs> but um. I forgot about that. <laughs> that movie made me not like Sarah Silverman. Like I saw her, like I was like, that's how she acts. Like she is mean like that. Like she is, she treats Mr. Schneebly like absolute shit. And that's how she is. Like I, to this day, I cannot stand her. <laughs> oh, so you must've really loved her in Don't Look Up. <laughs> Sarah Silverman? I haven't even seen Don't Look Up yet. Sarah Silverman's in Don't Look Up? Mm-hmm. I'll do some research. You guys keep talking. <laughs> okay. All righty. Um, and then last but not least, have y'all seen Phantom Thread? I have. I watched this one just for you. What did you think? Oh, uh, just for me. Stop. You know, I'm at like a weak moment in my life right now. <laughs> so, uh, well, I figured that that I, I should start somewhere on your list. And, okay. Why not um, number one? Why not number one? I mean, it was already... A, it's got a, a number of things that I was really interested in. The fashion. Uh, uh, so the fashion, I think, was the the weak part for me. <gasps> uh, Shut up. I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan, so I love the way that it was shot. Okay. Uh, and every shot is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. So mm-hmm. I was watching his performance. I was not so much in love with the main girl. And I think some of that is maybe the point. Yeah. Because... She just frustrated me. I was like, okay. But well, have you ever been so in love with somebody that you'd do anything to make him stay, like poison them, make them sick? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a psychological thing of like, I love you that much. And when she says like, whenever you get like beside yourself, like I will do this again. 
And he's like, okay. He like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Like, I mean, literally vomiting his whole life up. And he's like, yeah, I'll, okay. Like, <laughs> and I'm, you know, weird love story, but beautiful fashion. Yeah. Um, The desperation for love is in there. Like, and to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all of, like, I love just like the fashion houses. And I think they mm-hmm. really explain like, what goes into making like a fashion house, a fashion house and like how you have to wear white gloves and like every detail of the clothes has to be perfect and up to his standards or up to the house's standards. So um, I really like that movie and I loved the, how they portrayed like even modeling, like at mm-hmm. the very beginning of like how they used to wear like the numbers on their like, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the clothes were phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a very very well made movie, uh, and uh, like I'm not surprised by anybody picking it. Paul Thomas Anderson as their favorite film, mm-hmm. uh, and of of the of the ones of of the films that I've seen of his, I think that 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 makes the most sense for you to pick. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's. Excellent content for a film club podcast. Oh, it's so it it's so good. And um still looking for those mushrooms like she mushrooms. Does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. If I had Daniel Day Lewis's attention. Right. You should DM Daniel Day Lewis. What are we doing? I should. <laughs> he yeah, I should. I'm, I'm not he gonna totally say has that. Insta. I'm not gonna say that I haven't. Really? You found a secret Insta? Because I have it. Oh. <laughs> she just didn't want to admit that. He would be somebody I would like write a, like a letter to. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, he, he deserves that. Dear DDL, <sighs> your work in Phantom Thread was phenomenal. And I think that was his last movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's retired. Yeah. I, I do hope he comes back. I like the idea of like, I'm literally so good that I've given it my everything. I've won three Oscars in the same category. No one else has ever done that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, gosh, the fact that he's still alive. So like there's all that potential and we're <laughs> exactly. just not getting it. It's like, I, I hope he, I'm sure Paul Thomas Anderson will be able to convince him in like five years. Hey, you should come back. This role this. needs you. Yeah, I wrote yeah, this just gotta have you. the right role. Phantom Thread 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did say for the post credit scene, I just, it wasn't that good. There was a post credit scene? Mm-hmm. Setting up Phantom Thread 2. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good joke, Sam. That was a really good joke. Christina, thank you so much for joining us. You're so for Y'all are awesome. a breakdown of your top 20. You're so welcome. So um, before we uh, wrap things up. Okay. Got anything that you want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to all of my fans. Let's um, go. <laughs> um, also, I have a podcast called Join Us for lunch break with Edward Moak and Christina Spann. And it's it another is local podcast. Lo- local podcast. Excellent content. Yeah. We we just like have a good time on there. And um we were nominated for Best of Jackson podcast. Didn't win. Lost to uh History is Lunch. Another lunch related podcast. <laughs> like, what? like a Mississippi Department of Archives and History. Like, okay. I didn't even know they did a podcast for it. It it's not a podcast. Like we they, they just do the recording of the Yeah. And I was like, okay, well. I mean, I've been to some of those. Right. Wow. 
I mean, they can Who have it. for that? They can have it. I think all of the Department of Archives and History did. Oh. Probably. There's a lot of people that work yeah. there. Maybe they're really proud of their work. I think they are. I, I, I don't even think my, I think my brother even voted for, for them. <laughs> that, I mean, he works for like the archive. Well, he works for the Humanities Council, but he did get his start at MDAH. Yeah. Does he even know that you do a podcast? Um, yeah. I and mean, he wants to be on it bad. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's why he voted for the other. Because yeah. <laughs> he did have a podcast called Token Talk and they're on a hiatus right now. I've actually, I went to a live recording of a Token Talk. Okay. Was he there? Was he in it? Uh, you know, I probably met him. Okay. Um, but they don't do theirs anymore. But I was a guest on their podcast. And so John's like, you got to return the favor. I've watched all the shows on Bravo you told me to watch. I can talk about all the Housewives of Atlanta, like whatever you want me to talk about. And I'm like, okay, one day. <laughs> Until that day comes, he votes for his exactly. And I'm like, oh, well, just, hey, make sure you catch that episode of Below Deck. You'll never know. We might have you on this week. <laughs> Uh, just forever dangling a carrot. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, did you catch the Bravo premiere? And he's like, no, what I miss? I'm like, we're going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> like every single time he's like, okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm like, okay, good, good. Just never know. And then it's like, am I on this week? No. No, I'm sorry. It's just us. So join us for lunch break. Yeah. Lunch break. It's just lunch, lunch break. break with Edward Moke and Christina Spann. Long title, but worth it. And that's anywhere that you get your podcasts? Anywhere you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see you there. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Yeah, thank y'all, you. Are, y'all are great. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, listener. Love you. Love you. Or good morning if you're listening to it in the, on your commute. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs>